0: This is the Ordained Educator podcast and I'm your host Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you are destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back, listening audience. We're so happy to have you listening for this third part of our Trauma-Informed Decisions series. We have an interview today, and I promise you, it will bless you. This episode is not only for educators, but these podcast episodes are being open for anyone that touch young people. So if you're a parent, if you're a child care provider, if you're a mentor, if you're a youth advocate, this is the podcast for you. It's said that information is power, but true satisfaction in life only comes when we're able to apply information to transform ourselves, making the most of our personal power so to have a positive impact on the world around us. Well, that comes from our interviewee today, Shauna Pelton, she is the creator of Quest, expert on personal transformation and certified conversational intelligence coach for professional excellence. She is the host of the Quantum Shift podcast, which can be found on all the podcast platforms. She is a mighty, mighty mouthpiece. You don't want to miss it. Let's get ready for our interview. All right, listening audience, we have with us today personal empowerment champion Shauna Pelton, and she is the host of The Quantum Shift. We're so happy to have you on today, Shauna. Thank you for
1: coming on with us. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you, Bridget. Thanks for asking me to, to join you on this important conversation
0: well let's get into it because we do have a lot of information we want to give our listening audience so can you start off by telling us a little bit about your background
1: sure well i i strategize with people helping them to see the hidden connections Or the interrelationships of things. Um, I also have a strength in, in future thinking and helping facilitate people to that on that journey of getting from where they are to where they go or where they're going. And my background as a transformational healer, a mentor, a teacher, an author, a podcast host, a workshop facilitator keynote speaker as you know i'm like out of breath just saying all those different things but (laughs) it combines nearly 20 years of training under various teachings uh, ranging from holistic healing in mind body medicine um, spiritual teachings universal laws natural laws and principles Uh, i've studied quantum as well as the neuroscience of change and help people, um, basically help build people up for uh, personal and professional excellence. And all of this comes in really handy during this type of time where we're living in a world of rapid change and it's really important to know how to pivot during these times and be able to meet the demands on us without losing our sense of self, <clears throat> excuse me, or our personal power.
0: Yes, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the treat that our listening audience is going to get. Um, as you said, we really need this in this time. Um, I'm, I'm podcasting from Michigan for our listening audience. And Shauna, can you tell them where you're at? Sure, I'm in Boston, Mass today. All right. So we got the East Coast and the I guess we're considered still the Midwest. I don't know why. Oh, are you?
1: Is it technically?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, so we're over here on this side. So we have uh listeners from all over. I have listeners actually out of the country too, as well. And so we hope everyone will get something out of this. Like I said, Shauna has some great, great um, expert advice and just a, a wealth of knowledge, a walking wealth of knowledge. And we need it right now as we were just saying, Shana. There's a this is a time that everything is so rapid. So here in Michigan, we've been hearing every day just stuff added. And you know, the whole point of this series of podcasts is that we deal with trauma in a healthy manner, and so we were already doing the the traumatic um, informed decision podcast series even before COVID nineteen you know came along, and so this is really great that we have a group of people that can help our listening audience with dealing with this and processing this because we really do need to, and so we're gonna get definitely get down into it. One of my first questions has to do with. Uh, going back to Maslow and his hierarchy of needs, one of the the very uh, first ones that he says is that we need psychological needs. And right. so, I want you to talk a little bit about that for Shauna. How can we take steps as we know that those are some of our needs? For example, let me give it to you. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. The tissue issue. You know, people are just going crazy, and so. Our children are watching this, so as it relates to our young people, Shauna, can you give them some advice? What can we do to make sure that we're continuing to get our um, physiological needs, making sure that we're having our safety needs, our love and belonging needs? Again, if we if we look at that hierarchy of needs. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, Bridget, this is a fantastic question and I'm so glad that you're bringing it up because it's critical to understand, but yet it's so simple. Um, It's not complicated to understand. So I want people to rest assured that once you hear this concept, you'll be able to integrate it as you take actions to apply in your life, especially for parents and teachers. So what Maslow did was he kind of differentiated the basic pyramid of needs, if you would, and um, the hierarchy he called it. And so what we realize is that during the stages of development from zero to even in our mid twenties, we have different phases of growth. And so the very very first base stage is around zero to three, where that age group their most basic need is to be clean, be fed um be napped um and have and you know those are and watered <laughs> so it's the most basic physiological body needs and it's the need for survival and so they have learned to adapt to that basic need by they cry and that's how they communicate their basic needs um and then as they develop they shift into the second stage uh the second stage is the need to uh, it's kind of um almost like an in in between to the next which is uh they need safety and security as well. right? And then also loving belonging. So it's like, I need to feel like I'm a part of a community. And uh, this stage lasts for maybe another seven or so years until puberty. Um, And so that stage is important for the feeling of I belong. And when we don't have that need met, I mean, it's obvious If a basic need um, on the first level that I just talked about, it's, it's obvious what to do to meet those basic needs, but it's not as obvious for some people to understand why the second base need, this need for belonging and love and intimate relationships and friendships is going to be the critical thing to to work with at this time for everybody um but especially if you have children in that age group say like from 3ish to puberty um and even beyond that like we all need it it's not it doesn't go away because we develop more needs but if we were to pause on that for a second and realize what is it that we could do right now so that our children in that age group that age bracket feel safe yes feel like they're part of the community during this time and one of my suggestions is to recognize both as a teacher as well as a a mom myself is to recognize that instinctively this people kids know that there's something going on and if we try and pretend everything's fine it's all fine you don't need to know then um, we are doing them a disservice because they're left to their own assumptions and they feel sometimes excluded and it's like they know something but they're they also know that you're not telling them something and when kids are left up to their own assumptions that's where danger lies that's the danger zone because they start making up their own stories yes their own stories are usually scarier than the real thing and I I know that there are age-appropriate ways to communicate what's going on both for you as a parent or you know if you're a parent and you're trying to say express yourself like why do I, you know, why is everyone so stressed? Why, you know, what's going on here? What am I sensing? There's a way to communicate with words that expresses what's going on without freaking them out, (laughs) right? Give them enough information so they feel like they belong. Maybe even give them some, like, bring them into the solution that's the, the, the on the um, micro level, right? The micro level solutions could be what could we do as a family to to entertain ourselves here? What can we do as a family to stay disciplined and structured during this time that's uncommon? You know, and invite them into the conversation if they're old enough. And if they're not, even just let them know that's what you're thinking so that they can see how, to problem solve in a crisis when you're able to respond in an empowered way. So you're demonstrating these behaviors to them and they will be able to take that in their life and then apply it in the future because you're teaching them essentially how to respond to crisis and also while at the same time nurturing their most basic need for belonging. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you for that input. Again, you're just somebody that responding to the crisis is so very important. On my last podcast, we were talking to the guest and she was a licensed professional counselor. And one of the things that her and I were talking about is the fact that it's just so everything is so up in arms. And if our emotions are not intact, and if we don't know how to control, and I'm not saying that we have to be perfect, but if we don't have some type of, you just said it, self-discipline amongst ourselves as adults that transfers over to our children and so that's one of the things that you are good at doing Mm -hmm. and that's one of your areas of expertise so can you talk to us a little bit about emotions and how they transfer
1: sure um well you just uh, (laughs) highlighted something that i want to make sure i'm clear here i'm i'm great at emotional well being and facilitating people through their emotions because I was once an emotional mess. <laughs> <laughs> and in my past, I had to heal from my own unmet needs. I grew up in a violent, Environment, and as a result, I never felt safe, and um, my emotional state was uh, low-grade anxiety always, or panic during stressful times, and then it and it fluctuated to depression, and and then lacking motivation, and then wanting to you know just not be here anymore. And so from that crisis, I was able to realize I couldn't keep doing the things that I was doing. I couldn't keep, you know, carrying on with business as usual and pretend that uh, everything was going to be okay. Or even pretend that this was normal as, by the way, I was told by my prescribing practitioners. I was told that I was normal. And I was told that this was just gonna be the way it was. And so first and foremost, I wanna let everybody know if you yourself are faced with personal conflict and you're challenged with maintaining your emotional stability through this, I want you to know that yes, it's normal because a lot of people have it, but it's not your natural state natural state is who in what you really are at the core of your being and that's the part of you you want to tap into as it relates to maintaining your power when your emotional state gets frazzled and triggered so that's first thing i wanted to share emotions this is what we need to understand there is a scale Of power if you would our emotions range on the low scale from shame and guilt anxiety um, anger pride and on the high scale we can move into courage or forgiveness love and acceptance bliss peace but if if you were feeling anxious and I told you don't be anxious be at peace That would feel like a very big impossible leap for most of us because it's too high up on that scale. But if I were to say find courage, then you could find the ability within you. You can, you can be resourceful enough to know that you can access a courageous place inside of you. Because if you were to think back to times in your life when you had to be courageous, I'm sure that there's probably at least one big one, but you could probably find, if you were to really sit and think about it, multiple experiences that let you access memories of times when you were courageous. Now, the reason why it's important to understand that scale, and if you are curious at all, there's a great book. Um, Bridget, have you ever heard of uh, Power versus Force by David Hawkins?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Oh, um, he's written a few good ones, but that one explains the value, the energetic and level of consciousness uh, behind each emotion. But he also talks about how as an energy behind the emotion, it has an impact on us. Um, And there's other resources as well well that that ultimately help us paint a bigger story. When we look at all of the resources combined, we recognize that our emotions actually have the power to um, turn on or shut off our uh, genetic potentials. And what I mean by that is um, when we have, let's just say someone would say to me, oh, I have, um, a, I have a risk factor for uh, diabetes because my mom had diabetes and her mom had diabetes and, and family lineage stories that you came into this belief that it was inevitable, that you were probably going to have this disease, for example. Well, the research now shows that that's not the case, that the potential for that condition may very well be there, but the environment that your cells are living in, meaning your, your body hormones and the energy and the emotions, emotional state, it's a vibrational state, that has the ability to what's known as up Regulate or downregulate, and so when you upregulate in a positive way, you turn on healthy hormones, you turn on healthy genetic expression, which means your immune system can be strong and withstand these challenging times. It reduces the chances of getting sick if you know how to manage your emotional well-being. But if you lose that that fight, and some people do, a lot of people do, and we lose that battle and we end up creating the stress hormone. The stress hormone shuts off those healthy genes and it it basically triggers the potential for the unhealthy expression of our genes, like disease states. And so that's why emotional well-being is really important as it relates to our health. And there's other things that it's associated with, but I feel for the um, just for this topic it's the most important thing to think about is the immune system and our well being right now, and yeah. how we have the ability to influence it by by stabilizing our emotional state as best we can.
0: Well, you just led into the the last question what's some tips and and let's let's stay on this side because I think this is very important right now, our immune system. And the the again the stress hormone, how right. vital that is and what we're going through right now is keeping ourselves healthy. And yes. you know, a lot of times, again, we think it's external factors when we don't look at the internal parts that we have control over. So can you give yes. our parents, caregivers, mentors, again, anyone, any adult that's providing services? Or taking care of children right now, and when I say children, too, Shawna, I'm talking about children, um, young children, um, again, middle-aged children, but also college-aged children. Our college age—they're still children to me, even if they're twenty twenty-one. Absolutely, even they are going through. Uh, a lot of stress right now. So can you give us a couple quick tips? What can we do to help with that, with the immune system and with building and not allowing stress hormones to just get out of whack? Because it's stuff that we can actually do.
1: Absolutely, those are great questions. And the first thing I wanna point out is, uh, first of all, this experience that we're all globally sharing together, this is a very temporary, experience. Yes. And as a result, I want to, I want to stress that you can do anything temporarily. So whatever it is that you've been putting off, whatever healthy habits you've been delaying, this is not the time to procrastinate, but it's also not the time to beat yourself up or worry or ruminate or dwell in the place of regrets and resentments. This is game time, you need to put on your game face. And it doesn't also mean to suppress or pretend that you're not feeling the way that you've been feeling in terms of negativity. It means honor those feelings while at the same time taking new inspired action, even if, I mean obviously I want everyone to have a healthy lifestyle, but we're human, we are imperfect by nature. So even if it means you're only focused on it right now for as long as you need to hold on to this focus of game time, then you know what? For now, that's good enough. And I want you to know that's okay, right? So the first thing you want to bring into your life is structure and discipline, both and. Now, I don't mean When I say discipline, I don't mean punishment. We've been misinformed with maladaptive discipline, um, meaning punishment for things that we did, we were told we were bad. That's not what I'm saying here. Discipline is doing what you know you need to do even though you don't want to. Like, oh, I don't wanna exercise and I'm gonna come up with all the excuses. Uh Uh-uh, you don't have time. For those excuses today we're game time we're in the game you're playing all right so structure means why don't you sit down and look at what's in front of you with a realistic view maybe take it a day at a time but you can even maybe schedule it out a week at a time and if you have children this is going to help them as well if you can sit and structure your day Break it down based off of, again, what are your basic needs? I need to eat. I need to exercise. I need water. I need joy and laughter in my life, right? Yes. Um, I I need relationships and feelings of connection. And oh, by the way, the third basic need is when you get to those teenage and college years, you need to have a healthy sense of self-esteem, right? It needs to be... Yeah. Where it's like, I I need to feel accomplished and something that I can do will make a difference. And so if you can really sit with what's my schedule going to look like and how can I look at it objectively that way or see what I'm incorporating into my daily routine. First and foremost, parents and caregivers, you have to take care of yourself because if you don't have the energy You won't be able to support the children through this time. And the reason why it's super hypercritical is because of what I said earlier. Your children will, in fact, make up their own assumptions about what they're experiencing here if you're not the one controlling the narrative. Yes and they will hear it from other kids. They will see it on the news. They will eventually go out and play in the world again, and people are gonna be talking. Kids will be talking as well. And so if you're not doing your part, then your children are at risk for assuming, and then they ultimately, and this is why it's important, but again, not to stress in a place of fear, please know, that this is not about fear-mongering. Please know that I'm not about making anyone feel insufficient. However, this, as I mentioned, you can do, do anything temporarily. Our children will be experiencing this as a potential risk for trauma collectively as a culture if us adults don't do our part in controlling this narrative for their sake. And that's why I really want to stress this because I have witnessed traumas throughout my life and I have taken decades to heal from my traumas. Once I realized what they were and once I knew what to do about them, then I was able to, to swiftly move through them. But if it could have been reduced, then I would have liked that for have to have been an option for me. So if you're feeling that, um, that, that, that overwhelming feeling, I want you to reach out for help. You're not alone. You can reach out for a virtual call You to your therapists, to a healer. You can do group meditations. You can actually reach out to your community for community support. There's ways to get on group calls that would be my second tip here so if you're going to be structured and disciplined in how you're organizing your needs through the day and also the need for education because the kids aren't on it's not a snow day and it's not a school break mm-hmm. they're still learning and that's important but um if you can actually know your own strengths but also know your own weaknesses right Bridget we all have our strengths we all have our weaknesses and if we can reach out to our social circle and say, hey, I'm not good at fill in the blank. Can someone help me with that task? Then together, you're better. And I believe in the power of community. And I think that's going to be what saves us through this. And we're going to find a way to make make the internet, make social media, make technology work in our favor through this period, like what we're doing right here and now.
0: Exactly, exactly. You actually hit on something that I was just getting ready to say um, as, again, one of our last talking points is that um, Jack Canfield has always been one of my um, people that I've, I've looked up to and admired over my years of my professional career, and one of the things, and for the people that don't know, Jack Canfield is chicken soup guy, so the one who started all the chicken soup books. And Love so that. Jack Canfield, one of the things that he says in one of his uh, books is that we need, you know, multiple touches a day. And he, he actually used six. He said six touches, like physical touches a day to have high self-esteem. And we yeah. know again, going back to Maslow, that's one of the, again, a uh, hierarchy. <laughs> he says, again, self-esteem. You just yeah. talked about it with this distancing that we're doing, the social uh, distancing, we are fine, you know, we're going to find some issues from that too. And so I just yeah. wanted to say to the people, again, you just said it, we got to use the technology, we got to use the things to connect with people. But again, there's nothing still like those physical connections. Yeah. And since we can't have those physical connections for those that are, again, doing some of the things uh-huh. that CDC is recommending, then you still need to make sure you stay connected. so that That last point you just said, Shawna, is very relative reach out for help stay in your social circles that is so very very vital at this time we're humans and humans are not used to isolation and disconnection if you go back to some of the psychology experiments that were done in the uh, early parts and even you know i was born was a 60 baby so they were even doing some of them in the 60s and literally babies died from some experiments that they did when they didn't have touch right so it's very important it is very, very important that we stay connected. And again, we might not be able to physically touch everyone right now, but making sure that you check on people. And that was your suggestion you just said, Sean. And I think a lot of people are really doing a good job of that. I was just watching someone on the national news today where she started going out and delivering to the elderly um again i'm podcasting from michigan i'm actually in flint michigan and we know flint has uh, it has we're i'm going to say out of cuz we're still dealing with some of the issues from the water crisis um and so we've already had a very traumatic experience for the past 5 years here in our city there's people here still in the midst of that, taking care of other people. Oh. And so that's the one thing that I think that is really great with all that. of this is we're seeing some true champions stand mm-hmm. up. And that's just wonderful yes. and marvelous. Well, um, that's,
1: the, that's the best part of this. What happens yes. under crisis is that, you know, think about this. Um, when you put um, a seed under the greatest pressure, it cracks open and reveals what's inside yes. you know the the what's within us our seed of potential is emerging our we can call it if everyone's okay with that our divine nature or just you know our, our our innermost self is able to come on board during this time and then from now on will be an act will be a part of us that we can access and every great crisis has always had emergence, which means something new comes on board to create a paradigm shift for the betterment of all. And I trust that because history has proven that to be the
0: case. Exactly. I was just reading that the other day. Someone was talking about how the fact that in crisis, some of the greatest inventions have come out of it in crisis some of the greatest innovations have come from it because again as you said we mm-hmm. put under pressure that creativity you know yeah. comes out that's that's a part of our human nature that's yeah. a part of our makeup you know part of our soul realm is we have a creative we have a great imagination you know and so I want to say this uh you know Shauna just said about reaching out to people and being in your social circle and so for again our listening audience in my show notes, I list every um every episode you can contact me. Not only am I an educator, I am a licensed minister, and so I am available if people need to reach out and to talk. you're never ever alone. I'm like what Shauna said. I've gone through so many traumatic experiences, but on this side, <laughs> I've mm-hmm. come out victorious, and I am willing to talk and walk people through any process because we can do this when we do it together.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, Shauna, share a little bit about how people can contact you and what resources you have to offer.
1: Well, I am actually um, facilitating people through mindfulness meditations and processes at this time. And I'm currently working on a way to be able to offer that at incredibly discounted, affordable prices for the masses, as a part, as to do my part, because I can be global, because of course, the technology allows for me to do that. I'm also um, putting my services out there for organizations. So for example, the teachers who are listening, if they're part of a, a community, a school of teachers, and they want to be facilitated through, you know, guided mindfulness processes throughout this I'm also available for that as well for leaders to help them stay in their power so they can do their best work Um, and they can find my information at shawnapelton.com and um, sign up for my e-news and that way they'll hear more about it once I have those um, services on board then, I mean, I do already work virtually anyway. People call me one-on-one for one-on-one work, and I have a lot of group programs that I eventually put out. But I've been working on this for a while now, and it's funny how it's just time for me to launch it. And sure enough, there's a need. And um, so it's perfect timing for, for me to meet people where they're at with my group mindfulness work.
0: Well, that is so awesome. We are so very blessed to have you on our podcast today with these great golden nuggets. We thank you for your time and for the listening audience. All of this information will be inside of our show notes. So you'll be able to get that uh, the link to how you can get in touch with um, Shauna Pelton, as well as some more resources. So again, to our listening audience, we want you to remember... You're not in this by yourself, and you have a wealth of community out there, and we will get through this. Shauna said it, this is temporary. You know, again, it's temporary, and we're gonna come out on the other end very victorious, but let's take care of our young people. It's so very, very vital. They are our future.
1: Well, thank you again, Shauna. You have any last words? Oh, I'm so honored to be here, and thank you everyone, and I hope this was helpful.
0: As we always say with each episode, coach me and I will learn. Challenge me and I will grow. Believe in me and I will win. You are winners. We can get through this trauma. Thank you for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast and we'd love your comments and feedback. Our information is listed in our show notes. This podcast episode was brought to you by Ubuntu Press. You can find out more at www.ubuntupress.org. Ubuntu means I am because we are.